welcome back to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm really excited to have my good friend Dave Lanuti join us today. Hey, what's up? Welcome, Dave. And we're going to talk about uh, a really important topic as we've been on this journey to really understand the spiritual battles we face in our life. One of the ways that we experience attacks in our life against God's purposes is in our relationships. There's nothing more important in our life than our relationship with God and each other. And so I want to talk specifically about just this cultural thing of dating and some common pitfalls around dating. Not Mm. that this is relevant to anyone watching. If you're married, you can still tune in. Maybe you have a single friend you could share this with. But we just want to give some real practical biblical handles for some pitfalls around dating, ways we experience attacks away from God's purpose for relationship in general. And so I know I'm talking a lot, but yeah. you, I'm going to get to you in a second. Yeah. So I well, lo- even if you're married, you want to know this so that you can help other people because mm-hmm. you know people that are dating. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it's good, good. to be reminded of the purpose yeah. that God designed marriage for, because when we think about <clears throat> dating, it's part of evaluating whether someone's right to become married to in the future. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's just start with like, what is God's purpose for marriage? Like how, yeah. Why is that it. such an important thing and why does it come under attack in our culture? Yeah. So if you take uh, a biblical response to that, I think the passage to go to would be out of Ephesians 5. There's like a, the last paragraph there in Ephesians 5 really talks about it and um, ends with some encouragement to husbands and wives. And you don't have to find it exactly, yeah, but essentially, yeah, um, you know, there, there's this submit to each other, wives to your husbands, and husbands love your wives the way that Jesus loved the church. And then there's like this Jesus joke, juke moment that happens at the end of that where he's talking about marriage, 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 and he says, just kidding, I'm actually talking about Jesus and the church again. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what are you talking about? The church, Jesus love for the church, are you talking about marriage? And I think the answer is yes. He's talking about both. And so to answer your question using this passage, I think the purpose of marriage is truly to tell the story of the gospel, Mm -hmm. to tell the story of Jesus' love for his church, his people, for you and me, that husbands, we are to love our Mm -hmm. wives like they're Jesus' people, the way Jesus loved us. And uh, wives, you kind of play the part of the church in that. We're to serve. We're to love. uh, uh, To give ourselves. That's right. And and together there's this mutual submission that Mm -hmm. happens that tells the story of the gospel of Jesus. And so the purpose of marriage, summing it all up, is to tell that story. Let me just stop right there because I think that's beautiful. Thanks, I didn't make it up. It's right from the Bible. (laughs) I I checked it out while you were talking about it. Ephesians chapter 5, if you've never read it, and God's purpose for marriage actually goes all the way back to the beginning in Genesis. And Paul is reclaiming this for the church because that's what Jesus said he came to do. Is, is to show us how much God loves us by laying his life down, to die on a cross for our sins, to rise from the dead, and now to live in our hearts by faith, to teach us to love others in the same way. And in marriage, we get the most intimate picture of that. Yes, yes. And, and, and that intimate picture is meant to display God's love for the watching world and for each other in the church, but, but there's some tensions with that. It comes under attack, especially in how we think about dating relationships preparing to be married, especially yeah. in our culture. I don't know that this mentality about marriage is is present in our mind when we're thinking about dating, but that's why we wanted to start there, is to, yeah. p- to really think about the, the long-term purpose that God created marriage for, so dating might help us towards that. Yeah. So when you think about that, when you think about dating and God's purpose for dating, how does dating prepare us 
how could dating prepare us for marriage? Yeah. And then we'll get to what kind of comes against that, some pitfalls that we can fall into. But how, I, how do you think this season could be beneficial? I just want to recognize there's a tension. If you're dating someone and, and you think, hey, I'm trying to figure out, is this the person I want to marry? Uh, there's a tension of like, maybe I don't want to bring this up first thing out of the mm-hmm. gate because they'll think I'm crazy. And I'll <laughs> You probably don't so, want to lead with marriage on the it, first date, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying there's a tension there, right? And maybe some of you listening or dating, you're listening with someone, you're like, oh, please stop talking about marriage. But like, <laughs> it's just good to recognize that dating should be seen as a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one, we, we've talked about this before, but evaluation is key to that process that you, your purpose for dating is to evaluate, is this the person that I want to tell the story of Jesus love with for the rest of my life? Is this the best person for me that together we would best tell that story of the gospel to those watching us? That's, that's what you're evaluating in that process together. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's super helpful. And so mm-hmm. I think I want to get real practical in a minute and just ask you some common pitfalls you think people fall into as it take us away from that purpose. So Ways many. We're attacked. And I, if, if you're watching or you're listening online, I'm actually going to draw some pictures while Dave's talking. So you'll have you, to check it out on YouTube if, if you want to see the pictures. If you're watching, you also will get to see these sweet J's that I got. <laughs> Uh, Put those down. Man. You're going to end up on preacher secrets. If you're listening, you missed that. But I just had to put those on camera because I'm pretty excited. Somebody gave me those J's for a gift. Uh, anyway, you did, that's free for those of you watching on YouTube. Everyone I, else, you're missing. And I'm a Jordan. I'm a Jordan fan. So I'm in awe of the shoes that yes. he got as a gift. And I just want to celebrate that Dave is here with us doing this podcast on his birthday. Yeah, so that's happy right. Happy birthday, Dave. My birthday, Jays. Thanks. And yeah. so, yeah, you're going to miss the birthday, Jays. You're going to miss uh, Corey's drawing skills. So check us out on YouTube. You can evaluate how good they are. So we'll get there in a minute. Uh, Dave's going to talk about some common pitfalls in dating that might take us away from God's purpose. But I just want to say, we were talking about God's vision for marriage. I remember the story of a young girl who came to our church who had never been a part of church before. And this was in a church I was serving in Virginia. And she came from a very broken home. And when she heard that picture of marriage in the Bible, she was so compelled by it. Mm. Because all she had seen in her home was brokenness and fighting and then eventually divorce and then some real tragedy. And so to, to see what God designed marriage to be was like refreshing to her soul. And yeah. I'll never forget like her, how her eyes kind of like perked up with that. And so it's, it's so good for us to be reminded of the purpose we're called to run after and why God designed marriage, because that'll hopefully motivate us to want to build a foundation to pursue that with somebody else. We're going to need like 10 more podcasts to cover that topic. Um, But yes, maybe, maybe, maybe this is just the start (laughs) of something beautiful together, Dave. Yeah. So why don't we just jump into it? Let's get real practical. So like, what are some ways that our dating relationships can get sabotaged away from God's purposes or attacked, deceived, however you want to say it? All right. I'm going to give you my top 10 pitfalls. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Corey's going to be drawing these, but the first one, you got to picture uh, two arrows that are going in opposite directions. Okay. So watching along, beautiful, great drawing there. And what this represents is spiritual incompatibility. This is like your front gate thing. Um, I know there's a temptation to think, oh, but he's so good looking. He's so funny. He's this and that. 
he just doesn't love Jesus, but that's not a big deal. That's like the last box I need to check. But man, spiritual compatibility informs everything in your relationship for a Christ follower. It informs uh, every facet about money, sex, direction, how you want to spend your time, um, the way you treat others, the way you see the value of other people, not to mention where you're going to spend eternity. Everything is impacted by this. And so don't treat that as this, ah, he's got like nine out of 10 boxes checked. Now, if they're not heading in the same direction as you spiritually, then you should not be dating them. That That's pitfall number one is just saying, well, but we, we get each other. And you start to date each other, uh, start to date someone you shouldn't be dating in the first place because you're not spiritually compatible. Mm-hmm. So what's the next one? Number two, rapid fire. Uh, treating dating as a status and not a process. What we just talked about, see, checkbox, that's number two. That's great. Um, what we talked about before, the purpose of dating is truly to, uh, is to be on a process of evaluation. And that process doesn't end until you either break up or you're married. Those are the two ends to that process. I want to be really clear. So if you at any point realize, hey, I'm just here to have fun with this person right now, but I don't see us ever getting married, like you shouldn't be dating that person. That's mm-hmm. that's not a godly relationship. Um, like if you want to just have fun with someone, you should go hang out in groups. Like groups are a lot of fun, but if you're yes. spending lots and lots of time alone with somebody without commitment and you're not thinking this is going anywhere, it's really a disservice to the other person. Yeah, and so remember, dating is a process, not a status. And when we treat dating like mm. a status, we assume it comes with all these perks, mm. privileges. What What's in it for me? What do mm. I get? Now that, now that I'm dating, I have power over this person in some way or over their body in some way, but there's... There's really no biblical basis for that. There's no Mm. biblical obligations or power that you get just because you're dating. Um, I've mentioned this before, but that truly is your brother or sister in Christ. Mm. They are not your husband and wife. You have no power over them. You have no perks or privileges over their body, and you should not think that that changes just because of, oh, we're dating, so now I get to do this with her or him. That's not a, a, an appropriate way to think about it. The so, fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Ah, uh, yes, good one. Not a very uh, fun thing to it's share. Countercultural. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's countercultural to pursue uh, a purity in the yeah. way that we relate to each other um, in our dating relationships. And so that's a really important point. You're doing great with these drawings. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, What's the next one? The third one is um, no off-ramps allowed. So you got to draw an off-ramp. Good luck. Highway. Let me see what you got. I mean, that's, I mean, where's the off-ramp? Okay, all right, I don't know about this. This one's a little suspect. It, it looks like right a, uh, off-ramp. Like, like a slide or something. <laughs> it does kind of look like a slide. <laughs> what I mean by no off-ramps allowed is that when you're dating, both of you early on in your relationship need to give each other the freedom to say, okay, if one of us isn't comfortable, if one of us, as we're in this process of evaluation, has gotten to that point where we don't think that we're to be um, uh, married one day, that we, we've, we've made it to the end of our evaluation process, you have to give each other freedom to take an off-ramp. And just know that. Give each other mm-hmm. that permission from the beginning um, that it's not loving to continue on and date someone and convince them and try to get back together when you both know that you shouldn't be together. It's actually loving to take that off-ramp and to, to just be single again, be separate again. Mm. Um, and yeah. so if you can approach your dating relationship as we're both 
really trying to discern whether this is going somewhere right. towards marriage commitment. Then that gives each other the freedom, if either one feels like it's either not one. right, to have that conversation and to know that you're still going to be brothers and sisters. But that's that could be painful, yeah. especially when one person feels that way and the other doesn't. Exactly. And, right. and that's a hard decision, but it's better to have that honest conversation if in your in your spirit, the Holy Spirit is just continuing to convict you this isn't right or something's off and you try to work through it and you still don't have peace, it's better to do that in dating rather than keeping going because you're afraid of something. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, getting farther in the commitment level, it gets harder at that point. Yeah, I, I just read the other day um, from First John 4, and it talks about perfect love uh, casts out fear. There mm -hmm. is no fear in love um, when it's been made per perfected. And mm -hmm. I've always thought that was a weird statement. Like, why well, talk about fear mm -hmm. when he's talking about love? But I think that's the right word here. There is no fear in, in love. Perfect love casts out fear. We, if we're loving each other, we don't have to act in ways out of fear of rejection or fear of I'm going to hurt their feelings and all like we, we ought to just be honest and mm -hmm. um, treat each other with respect and dignity, but also know that either one of us can take that off ramp at either time. We don't have power over each other to say, no, you're my boyfriend. We're going to work through this no mm -hmm. matter what. Um, give each other the freedom to take those off ramps. Yeah. Let's go. Next That's one. Good. You ready? Okay, number five. Or four. No, we're four. four. I was like, right. gosh, you're... you're, you're. <laughs> Where are we at? This one gets me. Uh, lack of clarity. So draw a cloud, okay? Lack of clarity. This one's good. That's a beautiful cumulus Thanks. cloud there. There it is. Um, Thanks, buddy. I'll admit, when I hear uh, couples that are dating, um, I have no idea what they're talking about with these made-up stages of dating that exist now. Like, And, and you, you might know better than me, but there's like, oh, no, we're just texting. Um, oh no, like we're talking now. We, we're not texting, we're talking. And I don't know what that means. And then there's like, I, I, there's like a million of these made up things. Or, and no, oh, now we're going out, now we're doing this. What my point is, there is very little clarity uh, in relationships today. And my guess is what you think is the status of dating is not exactly what this other person thinks. Again, dating is a process not a status. And so we need to give each other clarity about the direction that we're heading, where we stand with each other, so that you're not constantly saying like, are, so what does this mean? What are we doing right now? Are we like, so are we at the point where we hold hands? Are we at the point where like, we sometimes kiss? What, what, what's going on right now? And does that mean I have to text you tomorrow? Like, there's just so much fogginess in this area. So give each other clarity of where you guys are in this process. So like clarity on that I'm actually interested in pursuing a relationship with you and I'm going to treat you that way. Oh, that would be a great start. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Don't guys we're rather than playing games. Yes. Oh man. And, and guys, we don't understand women in general. I'll speak on behalf of all mankind here. Uh, women, you are far more advanced than we are and we don't pick up on the, uh, the nuanced little hints that you guys lay out. Just tell us what you're thinking, please. <laughs> uh, we, we would all appreciate that. Yeah, I, I would say when, <clears throat> back in the day when I was dating my now wife, Danielle, yeah. she created some really good clarity for me up front because I was interested in, in, in getting to know her more and she had been through a series of relationships that were unclear. Yeah. And she just said to me like, well, what are we doing here? 
And I said, well, I'm, I'm interested in getting to know you more. Like, I, I want to take you on a date. And yeah. she, she felt good about that, but she didn't feel good about not defining it. And yeah. that's just in the, the place in life that we, we were. Um, and so if it was just, hey, we're going to go have fun together, I'm not sure she would have been interested in that at that yeah. time. Um, so it's good to create some clarity up front. Yeah. Get rid of the cloud of confusion. I'm going to go out of order with my next one, but okay, I think it leads in perfectly to it. So that it, the next one is um, draw a runner, someone running. I'm going to turn that over. There okay. you go. You got to like have like wind things coming off their back or something to show they're going really fast. But the next pitfall for dating is people who are impatient, people who are trying to move things along too fast that are just you're seeing this process of like, all right, we're heading toward marriage and we're going to get there as fast as we possibly mm -hmm. can. Like, no, slow down. Mm -hmm. Think of it like a marathon and you got to pace yourself. Um, there is no hurry. You're trying to evaluate. Go ahead, show your picture. Show off your skills. This one isn't the best one. It looks like he's got like a jetpack on. It does, yeah. <laughs> he's got like good forearms. He though. does have good. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. So don't move along in this thing. Don't, you know, because you have friends that are further along and you just want to kind of join at their pace. Like, don't do that. Don't feel that pressure. Move slowly. Be clear about where you are in that relationship and move as slowly as you can. Mm. There's no hurry. Um, so what's our next one? Next one. Uh, these two, the next two kind of go together. The first one is uh, the pitfall is trying to impress this person. In mm. other words, when you get together, you're, you're putting on this fake version of yourself. You're, um, and we all kind of do this. We can laugh because we all have done this on our first dates. We wear our best clothes. We spend time, you know, ladies, you're putting on makeup and um, guys are working out. They're, uh, I don't know, they're doing push-ups before they go in. I don't know what you, what you did on your first date, but um, anyway, trying to get all swole, wear your hat backwards, and we work on these funny jokes so that we can be humorous, and we just try to present ourselves as something that we're not, trying mm -hmm. to impress this person, trying to win them over. You're not trying to win them over, you're trying to evaluate. And so if you're presenting yourself as something or somebody that you're not, you're actually hurting their ability to evaluate who you are. Mm. If who you are is a jerk, then you shouldn't be dating. That, that should go back to that <laughs> first question of, am I ready for this? Um, so don't date if you're a jerk. But I'm not, I'm not saying just be a jerk to them, but be yourself. Mm. You don't need to pretend uh, to be anyone else. Mm -hmm. Be you. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, what did you draw? I started to draw a peacock, but I got really bad. So I just crossed it out. Okay. So we're not going to pretend on that one. No shame here. No, I didn't pretend. I no. <laughs> drew a terrible peacock. I crossed it out. You're not a good drawer. Don't, right. don't pretend to be. Uh, I'm working on it, though. <laughs> the second one is kind of the opposite of this one. So that's why they go together, but it's trying to change someone. Hmm. Uh, so draw a butterfly. You got butterfly. Oh, I can do you. that one. So thinking, ah, I've got this perfect person. They're like all the movies of, um, what's the movie called? I can't even think of any of them, but there's all these movies where there's like this nerdy person that they end up just taking their glasses off and then they're this hot person and like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But anyway, like I'm gonna take this person on as, as this personal project and I'm gonna change them into the ideal candidate to mm. marry me. Like, no, that's not your goal. Mm. Your goal is to go through this process to encourage them, uh, to evaluate. You have no power over changing them. Mm. It, you can't change the direction they're heading spiritually. You can't change who they are. You can't change their sense of humor. 
and don't even try to do that. And that's that gets us back to one of the original points that you made about the purpose of marriage. This is my butterfly, by the way. Yeah. That one's a little bit better than my peacock. But Jesus is the only one that can change us. So that's yeah. why it's so important to have a trust and spiritual compatibility that you you know the other person's got flaws and issues and baggage from their family. We all have more than we even realize. But if you can't trust the other person is in a relationship with Jesus where they're surrendering to him, then that's going to make a really difficult relationship. Yeah. Um, so that compatibility, Jesus is the one who transforms our lives. We can't, we can't change the other person. So. Yes. And let's, let's make it practical. Like if you're thinking, hey, I want, I'm going to bring this person to church. I think they should care about coming mm. to church with me. Like mm-hmm. you, you actually can't. You have no power over making them go to church with you. Uh, You can't conform them to any standard that you've created for them. Um, If they refuse, that's truly all the evaluation you need. Like that gives you so much knowledge as you're trying to evaluate, is this the kind of person that I want to be with? If they're like, no, this isn't for me. Like, great. You just gained all the evaluation Mm. you need and and you can move toward the off-ramp at that point. Let's Mm. move along. What what number are we up to? I think we're Uh, we're getting towards the controversial ones. Yeah, okay. Uh, So the next one uh, I have for you, draw a house. Okay. Uh, Pitfall, this is a big one. Um, And I just want you to hear from me. If you could see my face, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I just want you to see there is no judgment or condemnation, I'm not trying to put any guilt on you, but one of the biggest pitfalls of dating is moving in before you get married. I just truly believe that, and I've mm-hmm. seen it over and over and over. Let's see your house. It's a pretty good house right there. It's not bad, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple yep. bedrooms, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, what happens when you move in together, uh, it's so hard to create any off-ramp after that moment. It breaks my heart to watch couple after couple, especially when they're done with that evaluation process and one of them has come to recognize they shouldn't marry this person, but they have no off-ramp because they feel stuck. They're mm-hmm. they're living together. There's no off-ramp inside. They don't know how it would be awkward to move out at that point or they can't afford it. And, oh, well, all my stuff is there. And um, you need to have those off-ramps available. You need to be evaluating and... Um, yeah, living together makes that train so impossible to stop. And it's countercultural wisdom now because it's become so common for people to move in together and really thinking about it under this idea of evaluating. Like, oh, we need to try this out to see if we're compatible for marriage because we're afraid marriage will blow up. So yeah. we're going to try to live together before we're married. And all the statistics say it's actually far more likely that your marriage will end in divorce if you do get married, if you live together. Before 31% more likely to divorce those who move in together. That's secular research. That's not Christian yeah. research. So the odds are against you. So if your goal is to experience intimacy and unity with your spouse for the rest of your life, Moving in together is the opposite of what you should do. And it, and it actually moves in um, to this next one. So mm. draw a picture of goggles, like goggles, science okay. goggles. Okay. Like big, ugly goggles. Um, like the kind pictured goggles that you get in science class when you've got chemicals out on the table. <clears throat> They're pretty good. I come, uh, no? Come on. Yeah. These look a little small. Yeah. But yeah. You, so you get the point. Now, what I want you to write over the goggles is sex. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I actually wanted you to put it in the frame. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's on so, sex goggles. That's the uh, the next pitfall. So, um, most couples that are living together are sleeping together. Uh, you can kid yourself and tell me you're not, mm. but almost all are that are living together. Um, they do tend to go hand in hand. Um, the Bible teaches us to flee from sexual immorality. So, moving mm. in together is the opposite. Getting into bed with someone who is not your your husband or wife is the opposite of fleeing from sexual immorality. Um, I want you to know sex is good. It is a gift from God. It's to be cherished, um, but it needs to be respected because it's so powerful. Mm. It's a powerful gift, and God designed it uniquely for a husband and wife in the context of a committed covenantal relationship of marriage. <clears throat> That's it. And outside of that, it actually does a world of hurt to us. And so the reason why he drew goggles there hmm. is if the purpose of dating is evaluation, I, I want you to know, and I mean this with all the love of my heart, you cannot objectively evaluate the person you're sleeping with. Hmm. You cannot. Sex is too powerful. The chemicals that are released in your brain, it's amazing. It's, hmm. it's literally the same chemicals that bond a mother to her nursing uh, child, like those are the same kind of bonding chemicals that bond a couple that's sleeping together. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful thing for a husband and wife to enjoy together. And what a destructive, potentially, thing for a couple that is not a husband and wife to, to, uh, to be um, I don't know, frivolous with. Mm -hmm because you can no longer evaluate. You're seeing them through these sex goggles. They're like beer goggles, mm -hmm. but they're, you know, you're having sex, sex goggles. That's why I mm -hmm. call them sex goggles. Mm -hmm. um, it clouds your vision. You mm -hmm. will not be able to evaluate. And it's amazing and heartbreaking, the people, the things that you'll endure character-wise because you're having sex with someone and you think you're in love with them. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what happens is I encourage couples toward purity. A lot of them accept that challenge. Um, they, they can start to build more emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy. They start to build self-control, which they need in marriage, and they can build anticipation for their wedding night if they're, if they're engaged. Um, but what happens as they take this challenge is a lot of times they start to actually evaluate each other for who they are, and sometimes mm -hmm. they don't like that. Sometimes couples will come back to me and say, you know what, I, I'm not sure I even like this guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I wasn't able to see that until we stopped having sex together. Maybe that scares you. Maybe mm -hmm. you're thinking, well, that's why I need to keep having sex so that I don't lose this guy. I, I just want you to know that that's not the kind of motivation that you should move toward in marriage. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid this guy is going to leave you if you tell him that you don't want to have sex, that's the end of your evaluation. See you later. Run away from that guy. That's not going to change his character when he gets married. And guys, if you're thinking, well, maybe if, if she stops having sex with me and I'm just going to look at pornography or lust after other women, then I just want to tell you with all the love I can, you're not ready for marriage and you're not ready for dating, period. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to work on, on spending time in your relationship with the Lord and falling in love with Him because you're in a dangerous spot and you're going to hurt other people in the process. Mm. So evaluation. Yeah, and I think that's such a, a good point to segue toward just giving some final encouragement. But I think that just reminds me of why the enemy wants to attack us in our dating relationships is if he can lead us away from God's purposes in dating, then that'll end up uh, weakening our ability to have healthy marriages and 
and all of the the good things that God created marriage for. Mm. And it really creates guilt and shame in us as, as single people. It's not just the future attack against marriage, but you know, when we we really walk away from how God's designed relationships, then that leaves scars on us. And that's the that's the final kind of encouragement I'd love just to ask you to speak into. And for those who are out here and they're like, man, I've fallen for all these pitfalls. I'm, <laughs> I've been sabotaged. I've been deceived. Uh, I haven't really built a foundation on what God wants for my relationships. Like, where should they start? What encouragement would you want to give them? Yeah. Um, because yeah. the good news is, God never gives up on any of us. I'll start with my last pitfall, and, and I think this would be my next step for everyone, is don't try to do this alone. Mm. Invite other people, a, a mentor couple that's further along in this journey, someone who's married, someone that you trust, a pastor, um, someone further along that can speak hard truths into your life. Because the, the chances are, if you're like most couples, Everyone will tell you they're super excited that you're dating and they think you should get married. They just will. And they're well-intentioned, but it's not loving to do that. You need people that will be able to speak truth into your life and encourage you even when it's hard. And so um, have the guts to share, you know, if you're single. You know, invite someone to speak into your life now so that you can grow in your devotion to the Lord. If you're dating, invite a, a married couple to speak truth and to put guardrails in, into your relationship now and to check in and accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're engaged, you certainly need a mentor to like, you're in the, the training mode. Like you need to be preparing for becoming one together. And there's a lot of things you need to learn together, but don't do this alone. Um, not only are we not alone because we have the Holy Spirit, but God in his wisdom gave us this family of families called the church that you can lean into in this time. So find people you trust mm-hmm. for that accountability and encouragement that you need. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for is to help you guys wherever you are in your journey. The good news is we can learn from our mistakes. We can experience forgiveness. We can experience healing. We can experience redemption. And we can pursue the purpose God has for our life. We don't have to keep repeating the past. There's a new future that Jesus has come to bring us into. And that's what we want to help you pursue wherever you are in that journey. We'd love to invite you to come join us at one of our young adult events or gatherings. You can find more information at gethope.net slash young adults. We try to keep our Instagram page updated with ways to connect. And, and hopefully this podcast was an encouragement in your journey to really pursue dating in a way that that honors God and is aware of some of the pitfalls you can fall into. Dave, thanks for sharing some wisdom and joining us on your birthday. Yeah. It was great to have you. Birthday Jays. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Right there. That's more reason if you're listening to watch the YouTube channel. (laughs) So take care, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.